It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Spain's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Spain's squad for the 2022 Short World version, Cup. Short version, please. of the squad and uh, we'll begin by reviewing some of the notes uh, from the beginning of the podcast so perhaps a bit of repetition here uh, but I partly do it for those joining us uh, in the short podcast at this point so some of the notes from the beginning uh, kind of takeaways from our team podcast were that the dynasty period for Spain is over so a great period from 2008 to 2012, uh, finished with a uh, a sudden uh, finish with a group stage exit from the 2014 World Cup, and um, uh, Spain have been uh, wondering about how things uh, go forward from there. So, how have they done going forward? Is it a return to a fairly ambivalent history in World Cup and Euro Cup, where the quarterfinals seemed to be their ceiling prior to 2008? Uh, uh, they did that regularly enough, but um, uh, didn't often get past uh, the uh, quarterfinals. So uh, would they be able to rebuild to kind of remain one of the top teams? Uh, it's still really open to debate because uh, they they were kind of poor after 2014, but then in the 2020 Euro Cup, they reached the semifinals. So uh, again, maybe... Um, uh, maybe one of the top teams in Europe uh, will say uh, a semi-final finish, um, making them one of the top teams. But otherwise, their results uh, have fallen off quite a bit since their dynasty period. Uh, finally, is the absence of Real Madrid players in the 2020 Euro Cup significant? Well, certainly the fact that uh, there were no Real Madrid players angered uh, fans of that team. So that actually leads us nicely into the next uh, section where we look at club affiliations. And uh, I'd say about two thirds of the players uh, play in Spain. And um, we have six players for Barcelona. Uh, and we're talking about the players in our definite, uh, likely and possible categories here. Uh, six of them with Barcelona and two, only two of them with Real Madrid. So, you know, perhaps there is a bit of an issue there. I got to admit that I'm not uh, intimate enough with Spain to really um, uh, uh, comment on this. I don't really follow the kind of day-to-day -day dramas of the team, but, but more of a broad overview. Uh, so you'd probably have to... Um, uh, find another podcast to get into the kind of day-to-day -day, uh, gossip and talk about the team. Uh, anyway, we do have uh, three players for Real Madrid, uh, sorry, Atletico Madrid, and then uh, several players, uh, a couple of players for Villarreal and Valencia. So the main teams in Spain, they're uh, all being represented. And Atletico Bilbao, a bit of a smaller team, um, Inigo Martinez coming from there. Otherwise, about a third of the players uh, kind of play outside of um, outside of Spain. With uh, actually most of them being in Europe. Uh, sorry, in England here. A couple with Manchester City, 
and uh, 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 a couple with Paris Saint-Germain and otherwise uh, uh, smaller teams. Uh, Leipzig is kind of moving up in Germany, but they're not a top team yet, I would say. Uh, in England, we have Chelsea, but we also have a couple of smaller clubs like Leeds United, Brentford and Brighton uh, being represented. So uh, pretty strong club affiliations and still about two thirds of the team uh, coming from uh, teams in Spain. Let's look at a couple of statistics that I've been putting together uh, in comparison with the other national teams in the tournament. And for average, uh, uh, for total players under consideration, um, we have uh, 50 for Spain, with the average being 50.3. So uh, kind of bang on form there. Not too many, uh, not too little. They will have to make a few uh, decisions and cuts along the way, but nothing to uh, really comment on there. For a uh, number of candidates under more serious consideration, that would be uh, definite, likely, impossible candidates, uh, 32. And that's actually a little bit lower. So Spain has kind of stuck with the same players a little bit more than other teams. But again, not a lot to talk about there. It's kind of uh, in range. And then candidates that are uh, definite or likely, so uh, we'd almost be surprised to not see them make the cup, is 23. So if we have to reduce the squad for, to 26 players, that means uh, they ha have to basically add three players, and that will be from the, uh, from the 32 players probably. Uh, so a couple of uh, decisions to... Uh, to make. We also have uh, some injured players that are concerned, so that might change it up a little bit. Uh, in terms of average age, uh, Spain's is 26.9. That's within the 25 to 27 range uh, that I've been talking about, but actually is a bit towards the upper end of that range, so we can consider Spain kind of a slightly uh, older team than average, but not uh, really anything of concern. Uh, they do have uh, Marcos Lorente, 37 years old, as their oldest uh, player. And they have nine players who are 30 or older. And at the bottom of the scale, that compares with six players who are 22 or younger. And in fact, they have uh, three players um, who are younger than 22. And uh, Pablo Sarabio, a definite candidate, is one of them. So... Um, yeah, again, not really anything to comment on there because it's basically in range. Average number of caps is 27.4. So the average is 27.5. So really nothing to uh, draw from that statistic. Total number of goals was a bit surprising for me, uh, 79. Uh, a bit low, to be honest. I thought Spain was kind of a higher scoring team. So let's take a look at that. Uh, total goals per player on average is 2.8, and uh, that is actually uh, lower than the 3.6 average. So again, I'm taken a bit by surprise here by uh, 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 having thought that Spain um, was a higher scoring team than they seem to be. But let's take a look at the scorers in a bit more detail and we uh, saw during the player by player podcast actually that Alvaro Morato has a very good scoring ratio that's 47% and Ferran Torres is 43% so uh, 
So both of those uh, big scorers. Pablo Sarabio with nine goals in 24 games is at 37%. However, that's a bit of a, a, a big drop-off after that. Uh, Carlos Sora is next with 27%, and everyone else is below 20%, uh, including Danny Olmo and um, uh, uh, any of the other forwards under consideration. So uh, actually, Jeremy Pino... Uh, one goal in six games doesn't really count. We need a bit more uh, data to really uh, draw a conclusion there. So, uh, again, just in general, a bit less scoring than I thought they would be, but um, uh, not uh, really an issue of great concern. Uh, let's move to some of the issues uh, uh, for Spain. And uh, one is uh, one issue in defense is uh, inexperienced backup keepers. So uh, the backup keepers seem to be Sanchez and Rea, and each of them have one cap. So I wonder if uh, this could be a reason to actually take David De Gea, uh, since uh, Unai Simon himself only has 27 caps. So... Uh, he's a bit inexperienced himself, and maybe David De Gea could bring some experience to the bench. Uh, we also have Emmerich Laporte's health and fitness. Uh, he is due back, I think, at the end of September. Uh, so um, that's kind of an important consideration for Spain uh, uh, to have him back in defence. Uh, we do have kind of a rotation of defenders, central defenders, uh, there, which we'll talk about when we try to pin down the starters. Uh, Alba or Alonso for left-back. Again, I'm beginning to suspect that uh, Spain is rotating positions on purpose, uh, kind of uh, having two players ready. So uh, it seems for a lot of positions they have two players, uh, although uh, it's a bit surprising for goalkeepers that they haven't done the same thing. On the right side, we have the same situation as Filiqueta and Carvajal seemingly say, uh, uh, sharing the position. But uh, are they going to land on a, a consistent starter? Or is the philosophy more to have two starters uh, kind of rotating in and out? Same situation uh, in central midfield. Uh, Busquets and, and Rodri. Well, actually, they have two central midfield positions available. So that is perhaps not... Uh, down to one player and we saw especially on the left side uh, of midfield uh, it's a bit undecided um, uh, the formation uh, is very predictable we saw they have a 4-3-3 all the time so perhaps Spain adds unpredictability by using different players uh, in positions and it seems that they uh, for the right and left midfielders both uh, both the in the middle of the field and the left and right forwards uh, rotate players in quite a lot. So it would be difficult to, to, to kind of know who's going to be starting. Uh, on attack, the issue, um, uh, Sarabia or Olmo seem to be uh, vying for the left forward position, but again, it could be more of a rotation. But the two positions that they do have fairly consistent starters for is goalkeeper and centre forward. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's going to be hard to pin down uh, the starters. 
or predict the starters uh, when we get to that section. But before we get to that section, let's take a look at some uh, some of their new injured and absent players. So uh, I'm going to kind of go in order of importance and what i mean by importance is uh, their likelihood to re reach the squad so definite candidates uh, carlos sola a central midfielder is new to the squad and plays for paris saint germain uh, gavi uh, also a central midfielder playing for barcelona uh, new to the squad also sola is actually 25 years old but got his first cap in 2021 whereas uh, gavi is 18 years old uh, so both of those new. Uh, goalkeeper David Rea, we'll have him as a likely candidate unless I'm correct in perhaps guessing that De Gea might uh, be brought in for experience. But David Rea uh, plays for Brentford in England. He's 27 years old, so not a young player, but he is new to the squad, getting his first cap in 2022. Uh, Inigo Martinez, a central defender who we also consider likely. Uh, he's actually 31 years old, uh, but has never made a tournament. Uh, I, I just put him on here because of that. Uh, he does have 19 caps since 2013. But in terms of being a serious candidate for the uh, team, he's new. Okay, I, I probably should have, shouldn't have put him on the list, I'll admit it. Uh, Marcus Alonso is also really uh, kind of new to the to the Spanish squad. Has been on the team since 2018, but hasn't been involved in a tournament. But now that he seems to be uh, uh, getting some starts and is a likely candidate to reach the cup, uh, we can kind of consider him a new consideration. And uh, by the way, for those watching on YouTube, if I have the player uh, player's name in, in light grey, excuse me, Sorry, I have to cough there. If I have the player's name in uh, light grey, it means they've never been in a tournament. If it's in black, it means uh, they have been in a tournament. Anyway, Marcus Alonso, a likely candidate who uh, um, would be new to the uh, to tournament experience. Sergio Reguilón, we all have him as possible. So if it's a possible candidate, I'll really just go through the names here. Uh, Ugo Guillemot, also a possible candidate. Jeremy Pino, who we're going to talk about in injuries there right away here. And uh, Raul de Thomas, although um, it, looks, it looks almost certain that he won't be on the squad, uh, even though we had him as a possible candidate. But uh, perhaps look for him on the Spanish team after the World Cup. In terms of injuries, the most concerning one is Emmerich Laporte. But... Uh, he had knee surgery over the summer and is due back, I believe it's at the end of September. Uh, even if it's a little after that, that seems to give him enough time to recover uh, for the cup. So they will definitely be hoping so, as he seems to be a starting central defender uh, if he's fit. Uh, Sergio Reguilón uh was injured for the last four games he has a groin muscle injury since may and uh, even uh now has an unknown return date so sergio region uh, really never made it into the squad uh anyway but uh, I, uh if he had any chance of making it into the squad this injury uh, may undermine that uh sergio uh Re sergio roberto 
Uh, he's out with a muscle injury problem uh, in mid-September, and uh, I don't think we have a return date for him. But again, he's just a possible candidate, uh, even without the injury. Uh, we have Mikhail Oyarzabal. Uh, this actually is a, you know, he's he's more of a starter than the ones we just mentioned. Uh, he's out with a cruciate ligament injury since March. However, he is expected back in mid-October. So those uh, September friendlies where we, we hope to get a bit of an update on the squad will come too soon. And we'll have to see if they have any uh, pre-tournament friendlies that'll give us an indication uh, of whether he's coming back. Uh, Jeremy Pino is a right winger. And um, he's out with an ankle, inju ankle injury in June. But uh, in my most recent look at the injury list, uh, he wasn't on it. So uh, I think he may already be back in action, Jeremy Pino. Uh, we also have Pedri. Uh, he was out with a hamstring injury in June, but uh, seems to be over it now. Again, he wasn't uh, on the injury list when I last checked it. Uh, however, it did leave him out for the last four games there in uh, or in June there. And uh, wow, a long injury list here. We also have Danny Olmo out with a knee injury from early September. However, he is expected to come back in mid-October. So um, a long injury list. And we're not done yet. The last one is not an injury, uh, but it's uh, Thomas... Uh, Raul de Thomas. So we talked about this in the player-by-player player and it seems a bit of a complicated story. Uh, but the word is he's just simply won't be selected. He was listed as ineligible, uh, but I don't think it's that. I think it's that he, uh, well, again, I don't want to get into the story, but something to do with a club transfer. And uh, basically he can't play for his club in, until January. So he would lack the fitness to uh to make the tournament anyway uh despite that large number of injuries it seems like most of them uh will be available especially the big players there laporte uh pedro olmo and uh oyarzabal uh, all of them probably do back before uh the uh tournament okay let's take a look at some notable absences well i'm kind of cheating here david de Gea is actually a possible but unlikely so he's kind of drifted off this off the spanish team in recent times when i did talk about him perhaps coming back uh because of his experience so uh not really off the team sergio ramos the uh defender uh, i covered him in the player by player podcast but a true veteran for the team but uh he is uh, uh 36 years old now and he missed the euro cup though that was due to injury uh, but seems to be off the team now since he hasn't played since before the euro cup uh, diego costa uh now we're talking about players really missing from the uh uh world cup 2018 uh because there are some some uh listeners who kind of follow these national teams from world cup to world cup so uh even though he and the following players weren't selected for euro 2020 i'm just pointing them out uh from the world cup 2018 so de costa not making euro 2020 either but he was a starter in the world cup 
Isco is also gone, uh, still playing club soccer, but uh, last appeared for the national team in June 2019. So he was, uh, again, a starter in the World Cup, but uh, didn't make the uh, Euro 2020. Andre Iniesta, uh, a starter in the World Cup, but he had retired by the time the Euro 2020 came around and uh, one of the key players of that uh, dynasty generation there. Uh, and David Silva, um, uh, also a starter in the World Cup, but had announced his retirement uh, before the Euro 2020. So these are some big names and we're not done yet. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the notable absent list. So we have one more thing to do, and that is to go through and predict the starters uh, for the uh, Spanish team. And I'm going to actually use yellow, uh, the color yellow, to indicate um, a kind of a rotation here. So uh, Luis Enrique is the manager and will almost uh, definitely remain manager, although they did... Uh, uh, fire a manager shortly before a cup in recent times, but uh, I doubt that will happen here. Uh, for goalkeeper, we can be quite certain that Unai Simon is the starter. I'll just name the definite and likely candidates. So we have Unai Simon as definite, Robert Sanchez as definite, and David Rea as likely, uh, but uh, Unai Simon uh, definitely the starter there as he has started almost all of their games. In defense, it uh, is really uh, uh, a lot of players to deal with. So as a definite candidate, we have Pau Torres. And as likely candidates, we have Eric Garcia, Emmerich Laporte, and Inigo Martinez. And uh, there is quite a bit of rotation there. Uh, but I'm going to put Emmerich Laporte as a definite, because I think if he's healthy, he will be. Uh, a starter, and uh, oh, this could be controversial, but uh, I'm going to put Pau Torres. Of course, we need two uh, two central defenders to start, but I'm going to put Pau Torres, uh, Eric Garcia, and Inigo Martinez as rotating. Although I do think uh, um, uh, Torres and Garcia are probably the more likely candidates there. For left back, we have a bit of a rotation here. So in the past, it would have been uh, definitely Jordan Alba, but it's been fairly even uh, in recent times. So I'm going to put Jordi Alba and uh, Marcus Alonso as rotating uh, there. Jordi Alba um, having played in tournaments before, but Marcus Alonso not. Uh, for right back, we have... The same situation, uh, Cesar Azpilicueta, the definite candidate, and Danny Carvajal, the likely candidate, uh, both seem to rotate. And to be honest, I've come to, to come to believe that Spain is rotating these positions on, on purpose. So rather than a kind of a firm starter with a backup, they're giving experience to two players by uh, alternating them in games so that they have both available uh, to start. Uh, central midfielders, uh, we have uh, Sergi Busquets, uh, sorry, this is defensive midfielders, Sergi Busquets and, and Rodri as definite candidates, and uh, 
per a four-three-three. Only one of them can start. So uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it's a rotation uh, of those two players uh, in their four-three-three formation. Of course, they could always change for a formation and go with uh, two two central midfielders, but they've used a four-three-three all the way now. So I'm kind of working on that basis. I'm going to name the central midfielders here, uh, but actually we see that the, the actual central midfielders in that 4-3-3 formation are uh, Busquets and Rodri. So the central midfielders will play right or left midfield uh, actually gets complicated because some of the uh, wingers and attacking midfielders come back into this position, but uh, we'll try to handle it as best we can. So as definite candidates for players coded as uh, central midfielders, we have Carlos Soler and Gavi, and a likely candidate uh, for Marcos Lorente. But we'll actually talk about the position of left midfielder first. And uh, in that position, uh, it's a real mix, actually, of uh, Soler. So I'm just going to highlight these in yellow as alternate uh, players that, uh, may alternate as starters. So uh, Solar and Gavi, and then uh, attacking midfielder Koke coming back to play in this role of left midfielder, and, uh, and Pedri, who actually played the role in the Euro Cup. So again, I'm beginning to feel that um, Spain uh, uh, are predictable in their formation, but not predictable in who goes into that formation and perhaps do that to be unpredictable. So I think any one of those could start and uh, the four um, or some of the four will actually share the role, uh, different ones starting different games. Uh, all four of those could also be on the right midfield, but I'm gonna uh, um, add Marcos Lorente there as someone who might uh, start a game uh, as a right midfielder. But as I say, I think all five of those players will uh, could well get starts. Whew, quite complicated and uh, no less complicated in the left forward role. So we'll actually, uh, for Spain, because of the 4-3-3, we put left wingers and right wingers uh, into the forward category because they... Uh, generally will play left forward or right forward. And for left wingers, uh, also kind of a rotation is the best guess we can make. Uh, and the three players there are uh, attacking midfielders Pablo Sarabio. And he may start anywhere, left, right, or even as a forward. Uh, same with Danny Olmo, uh, generally on the left, but uh, could start in any of those three forward positions. And if he's fit, um, Mikel Oyarzabal. So, oops, uh, I can't really, I can't really um, uh, pin it down to a starter. However, I'm going to be bold on the right side, on the right wing, and say Terran Forez is a starter there. Again, he may start um, in a different position in that forward line, but... Uh, he's he's been fairly steady as the starting right winger, and same for the forward uh, Alvaro Morata. I'm going to put as the default starter, 
but uh, we also have Olmo and Sarabia sometimes stepping into that position. So a lot of fluidity in the front line there. So I'll just go through those players uh, again because it was quite confusing. Um, so central midfielders, uh, Carlos Soler, Gavi as definite to make the squad. Marcos Lorente is likely to make the squad and all three of those as potential starters uh, probably in a rotation. For left wingers, uh, we have Mikel Oyarzabal as possible, but that's largely because he uh, was a bit of an injury doubt. But I think if he's back, he would be uh, a likely candidate. And uh, for right wingers, we have a definite Ferran Torres and uh, a possible Jeremy Pino who may show up uh, but more likely a substitute if he's on the squad. Uh, but we put Ferran Torres down as the uh, as a definite starter on the right wing, or at least in the forward line. For attacking midfielders, uh, we have definite candidates in Koke and uh, Sarabia, and a likely candidate in Pedre. And uh, Koke and Pedre are more in the middle of the midfield, and I think they'll be rotating starters. And Pablo Sarabia... Actually, I'm going to put him as a definite to start somewhere, uh, although where uh, is kind of up to question because he plays any of the positions on the front line. And for forwards, we have Alvaro Morato as a definite and Danny Olmo as a likely, but Danny Olmo uh, more often plays as the left forward but does play any of those three positions, and so I think he'll be a rotating starter. Whew, that brings us to the end of the uh, predictions and um, we will uh, uh, see if we can shed more light on this but uh, I'm not sure there is more light to be shed if Spain uh, purposely kind of rotates positions, rotates starters uh, so as to uh, remain a bit unpredictable. So keep in mind that we'll be doing an update as new information comes out. That will probably be in early to mid-November when the rosters are published and we're going to do the podcast. Uh, once the final rosters are published, we can tell you who made the squad and also give any updates that are relevant, especially on injuries for Spain. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website, uh, uh, website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And uh, check the show notes. We've been improving the show notes uh, for links to our websites and previous podcast series. We've now made playlists. Uh, for each series on uh, YouTube. So thank you for listening, and I hope you join us for the next MediaCast. Bye-bye. <laughs>